Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is nigh. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. My friends, ministry is fulfilling. Listen to me closely. Listen to me. Ministry is fulfilling, but at times can be very difficult when dealing with people who are complacent, when dealing with people who are rebellious. They're in the church, every church. When dealing with people who are careless with spiritual things, with dealing with people who are high maintenance, Every time they come, you're already out of breath. When dealing with people who are problematic, who are problematic, that's going to happen. I tell preachers, don't be so quick to want a pastor. Once you get there, you find out that everything that glitters isn't gold. And make sure you were sent and, just, and, and didn't just went. You know, you better know because if you just... You went and you wasn't sent. Amen. You going to be gone. <laughs> I'm just telling you the truth. It's fulfilling. It's rewarding. It's a blessing. But it does not come out, come without its challenges. You say, how do you know that? The Lord doesn't. Listen, listen. When you look at the Lord Jesus, he was in the perfect will of God. Uh, he did everything the right way as God the Father told him. And yet he, Jesus had trials, Jesus had persecution, Jesus experienced betrayal all the way to the cross. The Lord doesn't give you spiritual gifts. The Lord doesn't prepare you and give you all these years of ministry. The Lord doesn't equip you to do nothing of very little. You have an opportunity after this service to sign up for ministry. Fair, signing up to get engaged in ministry. And God doesn't have you here just to be a seat warmer. God has you here to serve him and to serve his people. And it ought to be a privilege for you to be used in God's kingdom. That's right. Won't y'all say amen? amen? God has gifted you. God has equipped you. And, and, and it's not for you to do very little to nothing. He has given us this new year to sacrificially serve him. John 9, 4 says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. Number four, in this new year, ask God to give you a fresh vision for your life. Ask God to give you a fresh what? Vision for your life. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Don't expect fresh vision with a small mindset. Don't expect fresh vision doubting yourself and God. Don't expect fresh vision being negative and having a lack of faith. Refuse to tell yourself it is too late in your life to adventure with the Lord. Don't tell yourself that you've already defeated yourself. As long as you have breath, you have purpose. And you're not 80 years old to just be swinging in some old folk chair playing bingo and checkers and dominoes. Nothing wrong with that, but life is more than that. 
old folk out there gambling, trying to win. I, I heard about how big that, that lottery thing is all over the world. I mean, that thing is, woo and some of y'all got, some of y'all got tickets. Yeah, listen, walk by faith, not by f- sight, and don't expect to win the bigger. Trust God. Won't y'all say amen? Yeah. So <laughs> refuse to tell yourself to, it's too late to adventure with the Lord. For example, you're not too old to go back to school. You're not too old to start a new career. You're not too old to pursue a long forgotten dream. You're not too old to engage in a healthy lifestyle. You're not too old to learn a new hobby. You're not too old to learn a new language. You're not too old to play an instrument. You're not too old to invest in a child. You're not too old to be a mentor. For You're not too, listen, it's not too late to, to work on an estranged relationship and be reconciled and restored. Some of you under my voice, you're not talking to your family. You're not talking to your wife. You're not talking to a cousin, an in-law. Some of you have siblings you haven't spoken to in a long time. You couldn't even, you didn't even write them for Christmas. Didn't even send them a Christmas card. Not even a card. I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, in the, uh, yesterday in the family, uh, afterwards at the home, and he he, uh, I said, well, how's your daddy? He said, well, I haven't talked to my dad in a long time. We don't get along. I said, don't you think it's about time you start? I said, it's a new year. So what if your daddy hadn't been all he should have been to you? You know, why don't you, you can be an example to your daddy. That's right. I don't, I don't care whether, I told him, I don't care whether your daddy is in prison or he's in the White House, he's still your daddy. I don't care if he does right or if he does wrong, he's still your daddy. I want you to pick that phone up and I want you to call him and quarterly start going out with, just go to lunch. Matter of fact, why don't you call him and tell him, daddy, I love you. You'll shock him perhaps into righteousness. That's right. Somebody has to be the bigger person. Somebody has to write the note. Somebody has to make the, you don't know what he's done for me and you don't know what he's done to me and you don't know what she did. Oh, stop it. We want to see you experience freedom. We want to see God give you, give you your joy back this year. Stop dwelling on all the hurts of the past and start focusing on the possibilities of the future. With God, all things are what? For you who are strange, it is not too late to be reconciled and have broken relationships restored. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? All I'm saying is it is not too late to rise up and live. It is not too late to rise up and live. Let's just say it together. Sometimes I have you chanting because I want you to get the point. It's time to rise up and live. and live. Let's say it two more times. It's, it's time to rise up, rise up. And, live. and live. One more time. It's time, it's time. to rise up, rise up. And, live. and live. I mean, if you're going to rise up, you got to rise up out of apathy and complacency and talking too much. Rise up out of gossip. Rise up out of uh, wretchedness and backbiting and laziness and all that stuff, so you can live. Now, all that was reviewed, but I gave so many insights in that review because I wanted to soak your spirit with the word. Here's new insights. 
hold your seatbelts. Number five, possess a thankful heart in your thoughts this year, in your thoughts, words, and deeds. Be thankful. Have a thankful heart. Start this year off with the attitude of gratitude. Be thankful in your thought life, with your words, and with your deeds. Not only old folk, but young folk. Parents putting you through college. Parents sacrificing for you. You living on your parents' dime. Every word that come out of your mouth ought to be a thankful word to your parents. That's right. Thanking them, your grandparents, your uncles, your aunts. God takes delight in opening doors of opportunity for those who possess a spirit of thankfulness. You want God to do great things to you? Then have a thankful heart. Be glad. Rejoice. God is good to you. Stop focusing on all the things that didn't happen or could have happened and realize that it could be worse than what it is and be thankful right now. Why don't you say thank you, Jesus? Psalms 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself. Enjoy God. And he will give you the desires of your heart. The reason God can't bless you, you're not thankful. Only grumble. Just grumble. You see too much. You're thinking about stuff you ought not be thinking about. You're dwelling on stuff you ought not be dwelling on. You're going into places in your mind you ought not be going you're talking things with your spouse or others, you friendships, and you say, well, why am I dwelling on this anyhow? What is this going to do for me? And how is this going to make my life any better spiritually? Okay? Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. God is not going to bless or reward those who grumble and complain and criticize and have an ungrateful spirit. Our Lord has brought you into this new year to give him more praise and to give him more thanksgiving. Psalms 92, 1 says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord and sing praises to your name, O Most High. You ought to be so thankful that you start singing to God. Now, some of you, have, some of you seldom get that thankful. When the last time you got so thankful, you just start singing, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. God has smiled on me. He has set me free. God has smiled on me. He's been good. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. Let me tell you something. You start singing those kinds of songs, all of a sudden your spirit changes. All of a sudden your attitude changes. All of a sudden God begins to revive your spirit. All of a sudden you start telling yourself, it's going to be all right. All of a sudden you start shouting and getting happy even in the car and folk looking next to you and wondering what's going on. This, this is a nut in the car. You sing because you're happy. You sing because you are free. You sing because you have been delivered. Where is the spirit of thanksgiving, people? You're in a new year. That's reason enough by itself to be thankful. Let's go to number six. If you desire to get off to a great start this year, you must surrender your life to Christ 
and give yourself to the Lord. You must surrender your life to Christ and give yourself to the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. You, you worship God through giving, through presenting your bodies to, to him as a living sacrifice. You worship God through a life of holiness and living in an acceptable lifestyle before him. Verse two says, do not be conformed to the world. In other words, refuse to allow the world to squeeze you into its mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's done through the word of God, through the spirit of God, to the glory of God, that by testing you may discern what the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Second Corinthians 8, 5 also says, and not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. Listen, you can't help anybody until you first give yourself to the Lord. You can't go to a table in the ministry fair and ask God to lead you to a ministry that you are going to serve and give all your heart to and all your life to uh, without first giving yourself to the Lord. You cannot give God 10% of your income until you first give yourself to the Lord. That's right. You cannot do anything for God until you first present your body, your soul, your spirit as a living sacrifice of worship to him. When you give God your hands, your eyes, your ears, your feet, every aspect of your being, then you can serve him and then he elevates you and take you to places you can't even comprehend. That's right. Why should God do anything with you if you haven't given yourself to him in the first place? What does it profit you to have a degree, job, money, status, reputation, all of that, and you haven't given yourself to the Lord? You just slow. Just slow. Only when we give ourselves to the Lord and present our bodies as a living sacrifice, acceptable offering before the Lord, will he prosper us and do incredible things through us. Number seven, if you're going to have victory and be successful in this year, choosing to remove negative influences are important steps for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Choosing to remove Negative influences are important steps for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Psalms 1, 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Okay? Choosing to remove negative influences are important steps for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Don't expect success walking with people who are going the wrong direction. Okay? You, th- that's some people you need to get out of your life. That need to be a blessed subtraction. Don't expect success walking with people who are going in the wrong direction. Be a leader and not a follower in your families, on that job where folk are living any kind of way. 
Let your light shine and refuse to allow darkness to overtake you in the midst of that culture. Keeping company with foolish, carnal, misdirected people will spiral you into spiritual regression and cause you to waste valuable time and even waste your life with people who are sinking into sin and going the wrong direction. Therefore, surround yourself with those who will inspire and challenge you to dream and to reach for the stars. That's right. Challenge yourself to surround yourself with people who will inspire you and challenge you to dream and reach for the stars. Start dismissing folk who are weights in your life. That's right. There are people on your job you ought not be running with and hanging around. There's some people, instead of you influencing them for righteousness, they're influencing you for the devil's cause because you're a follower and not a leader. That's right. Somebody said, well, why don't we go out and do that? No, I don't want to do that. They say, well, I'm a Christian. And I have conviction in my body. My Lord doesn't want me to do that. Uh, if you're going to have a successful year this year, you want to seek success like you've never seen it. You want to rise to your God-given potential Stay the course and refuse to quit. Stay the course and what? Refuse to quit. You see, you need to know what the Lord is calling you to do in this season of your life and refuse to quit uh, in this season of your life. That means that if you're going to stay the course, you've got to deny yourself and realize it's not about you. If you're going to stay the course, you must be resilient If you're going to stay the course, you must have tenacity. If you're going to stay the course, you must be persistent. Life is hard. People are difficult. Marriage can be challenging. Rearing children is no easy task. You can't kick children out the house at five years old. Okay? (laughs) Stay the course. Sometimes they come full circle and come back home. You think you're done, and here they come with they chilling. You say, oh, God, why you do this to me? Sometimes you got to let them back, patch them up, and get them back out. Don't be so quick to say if you make your bed hard, you got to lay in it, as if you've not made mistakes, as if you've always been where you are now. Have sensitivity. Have sensitivity. You need to know what the Lord is calling you to do in this season of your life. You need to deny yourself, be resilient, have tenacity, and be persistent. Refuse to deviate from God's plan for your life. He has a plan and purpose for your life, and when he reveals it, don't let anybody take you away from his design plan specifically, uniquely for you. God's plan for your your life is a special, tailor-made plan no matter how difficult the task or purpose. James 5, 11, the book of James chapter 5, verse 11 says, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. That's enough right there. That scripture just leaped out at me. Look, look at that again. Indeed, we count them what? Blessed who what? Endure. Some of you say, well, I'm going to quit the minute I've been teaching or I've been in a counselor, I've been in family ministry, I've been doing it a long time. But Jesus has been putting up with you a long time, too. And he hadn't quit on you. Why are you quitting on him? You know, you, you all tired. And Jesus said, well, so I'm tired of you. But I haven't given up on you. 
Won't you say amen? Y'all laughing because it's true. You want to get tired on God, but then God doesn't get tired of you. You know, yes, he does, especially your ways. Look, indeed, we count them blessed who what? Endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. I thank God for his compassion because if it wasn't for his mercy and compassion, I'd have been wiped out a long time ago. You must resist every impulse or temptation to quit, especially when you are, you know when most people quit? I'm gonna let you in a little secret. You know when most people quit, it's when they're halfway through. When they're halfway through, halfway through that book, halfway through school, huh? after 25 years of marriage, they quit. You must resist the impulse or temptation to quit, especially when you're about halfway through especially when that project is rigorous, especially in place of employment where things are not right and they're getting more difficult. They're requiring more work with less pay, with less people. When you're in graduate school, certification programs, when it gets difficult, don't quit. Weight loss programs, some of you started and you're still eating everything under the sun. All right? Especially when you don't do, stop expecting good, good result with your weight and you just eating every kind of thing under the sun. Debt reduction, you spin yourself into brokenness. It's not, the issue is not how much money you make, it's how you're managing what God has already given you. Why should God give you more and you're not managing as a steward that which he has blessed you with? Marital challenges, don't quit. She looked at me funny. She didn't fix my coffee right. Well, you fix it. Okay? All right? Husbands and wives both have responsibilities. You both need to serve each other. You both need to be a team. You both need to help achieve goals that you're setting. Don't give up on your children because they're unmotivated. Some children are late bloomers. Don't, don't give up on your children because they disappoint you. Don't, get up, don't give up on your children because they get in trouble. That's when they need your prayers the most. There are some who even leave the church when problems arise or things don't go their way. For example, they leave their leadership position in ministry without God's permission because of feeling tired. They leave the church or their leadership position because of personal problems. Who don't have personal problems? <laughs> you, you keep working that job with personal problems. Or you leave because of a lack of commitment. Uncommitment has settled in. Be careful. Now, this thing is going to get bigger. I want to tune you in. We're going to transition to this one. Listen, number nine, you cannot reach your God-given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. I'm going to label with this one and perhaps review it the next time because it's so significant. You cannot advance in the kingdom of God. You cannot reach your God-given potential. You cannot experience success that could be yours apart from setting healthy boundaries in your life. Say boundaries. Some of y'all haven't said it. Some of you are scared to say it because your freedom is choking the life out of you. Some of you cannot manage your freedom. You cannot manage your freedom. And it's killing you. You can't manage it. You cannot reach your God-given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. You say, why boundaries? Listen, 
with your children, you're bound to, I said, don't go out in the streets. Why you tell your children not to go out in the streets? Because you don't want them to get hurt. Now, if they go out there and you find them out there in that street and you've told them three times, what you going to do? There are going to be consequences. You're going to spank their fatty part on the backside. You're going to help them to learn to what? Obey. You know, I said, oh, my kids are playing out in the street. That's so cool. Wait a minute. Come on. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded of the immeasurable gifts God has given us. One of those gifts is the miraculous gift of motherhood. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th at 10 a.m. as we thank God and honor all mothers during our Mother's Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed as we praise God together on this special day.